Hello there, I'm Ethan. I'm Noah. And you're listening to the only pop culture podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, songs, current events, politics, medicine, investments, and marsupials. Each episode, we invite one esteemed guest to tell us what they think is good, and then we tell them if they're a piece of shit. Spoiler alert, they are. Welcome to Good Taste, Bad Apple. I think little of you. You piece of shit. Why would you defend that? That is not art. Hello, everyone. We are finally, finally back. We know you've been waiting, and Ethan's got something he he really wants to tell you. Uh, to our listeners in Southeast Asia, where it is already the new year, happy new year. And to everyone else, you're uh, stuck in 2020, you chumps, but the kings are back, and we're here to make your, your end of the new year, old year, even newer. So much has changed, yet in a similar way, so much has stayed the same, wouldn't you say, Sam? I completely agree. Yes. And by the way, for our listeners, we are here with Sam, and I'm not going to say his last name, just for anonymity, in case he gets completely crucified on the show. But Sam, would you like to say hello to everyone? Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. I go to school with Noah. Really excited to be here. Sam, we were wondering, just to, you know, just to sort of uh, grease up this conversation, what do, you <laughs> think, what do you think about the war on New Year's? I, I think they haven't really gone far enough yet. If they're going to if they're going to address this whole problem with New Year's, they got to they gotta really go for it. No, it right. just sounds like he's talking out of his ass. He doesn't even know what the, the war on New Year's is. Yeah, Sam, fess up, because if you don't know what it is, we're going to find out. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Educate me. Okay. okay. Well, I'll fill him in, yeah, if I must. In. Well, yeah. Sam, obviously, people experience New Year's at different times, depending where they are in the globe. And so some people are saying that it's... Um, you know, unfair to say Happy New Year's uh, to someone that hasn't experienced the New Year yet. So, for example, if I said Happy New Year's uh, to someone on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, they're still in 2020. So it's still kind of like a slap in the face. Um, so yeah, all the uh, the true patriots are up in arms about that. Is this something that either of you have suffered from before? Have you been offended? Yeah, I generally just you know live in a perpetual state of suffering. Um, so yeah, I, I describe some of my suffering to that. Wow. I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm learning here. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're here for. That's really all this is about. Yeah. So that's perfect. On a more serious note, we do have a lot of listeners in Southeast Asia where it is in fact, New Year's. And so if they were to say, you know, happy New Year's in Mandarin or Cantonese to us, I'd feel offended. Yeah. Although they were, you know, we wouldn't make a big stink about it because obviously there's so much of our listener base and such a large amount of the, you know, money that we're pulling. This wouldn't be lucrative if not you know, for them. So I, I personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain about it too much. I think that's right. You know, Sam, just to be forthright with you, a large part of the, um, the funding for this podcast comes from the CCP. It's mostly a, a Chinese state propaganda mouthpiece, um, it, which we're happy about. And, uh, yeah, yeah. 
That's really good to know. Just cut me off if I'm going to offend any of your advertisers or anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and just, you know, just just so you know, like if you uh, in terms of like how we rate the things you brought in for us, if you say positive stuff about the Chinese government, like, yeah, we will boost your rating. Um, So just, you know, you know, everything's that is how it works. Yeah, so feel free to feel free to throw some of that stuff in. Talk about um, it will have meaningful effects on on the way we think of you. Yeah, anti-tariff uh, policies are big right now, so throw some of that in there. Really, anything you're feeling that we don't want to pigeonhole you into some specific political uh, zone. But if it has to do with you know decreasing the dues on aluminum, right. we wouldn't we wouldn't complain. Anti- we wouldn't be mad. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Um, in other news, just and I'm sure our listeners know this, Sam, you might not. Uh, we've been nominated for an ESPY, uh, and we hope you guys are all gonna gonna watch, uh, you know, that award show when it when it rolls around, and you know, cross fingers crossed, right, Sam? Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You guys, you've really earned it. Oh, we nominated ourselves. Thanks. It's unlikely that they're gonna feature us in the show at all, but who knows? Well, we'll see. I mean, I you know, we're optimists. All right. Well, I mean, are we ready to are we ready to get this thing rolling, Ethan? Let's jump on in. Um, Great. So, Sam, as you know, the premise of this show is we review things that you uh, say you enjoy. Um, on that note, you brought us a TV show, and it rhymes with lame of moans. Uh, why don't you say what the TV show is? The TV show is called Game of Thrones. Game of no? Thrones. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, have you heard of this, Ethan? I haven't heard of this. Um. Is that the one about uh, they're in space and uh, there's a hairy guy? Um, Star Wars? It's a, it's a John Favreau Star Wars uh, spinoff, I think. Is that right, Sam? That I, you are a little off there. Okay. Well, why don't you why don't you take what I can only imagine will be not very much time and explain the plot of Game of Thrones to us? Game of Thrones is set in a fictional world on a continent made up of seven kingdoms but ruled by a king and basically they, it takes place like 20 years or so after a big war where a new king took over and there's all these different families fighting for power that was really good nice yeah i mean that's nice. yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't mention that the continent is in fact pangea but right that's okay that's uh, fine we can deal with that yeah and there's yeah. dragons there's dragons. dragons yeah. Damn. Like Pangea. Okay, Sam, so where did you first, where did you find out about the show? And uh, when did you first watch it? I mean, you know, how'd you hear about it? Well, how'd you get into it? I heard about it. It was already like five or six seasons in and a bunch of my friends were really, really into it. And I think it was right as the sixth season was ending, they told me I had to start watching it. So then that summer, I watched the whole thing and caught up. And then I watched the last two seasons as they came out. Right, right. The infamously well-made last season. Right. It was a weird point to come in right before it stopped being good. Right. Okay, but so you got peer pressured in by your friends. Uh, Yeah, very much peer pressured. But that's the thing about peer pressures. They were right. Yeah. Oh, really? Is that the thing about peer pressure? Is that it's always good to say yes to drugs? Yes. Sam, how can you justify a show with such a bad ending? <laughs> how can you justify liking a show with such a bad ending? Or it, having it be your favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a slight overreaction to the ending. The ending was bad, but 
people act like they were like personally harmed by it. I had a perfectly good time watching the ending. I was just a little disappointed by it. As someone who was personally harmed by it, I take exception at that. And we should also say that um, this is a pro-spoiler podcast, so really throw everything in there. Things that aren't relevant to what you're talking about, mention that. Please. And it doesn't even have to be this show, any show. Yeah, so the way it works here is uh, whenever you spoil something, you have to assign a dollar value to it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, U.S. dollars. It could be uh, yen or pesos, but um, preferably a currency in Southeast Asia because when you... um, mention a spoiler, we donate that amount to uh, someone in Southeast Asia, uh, generally a man who works for the Chinese government. Okay, but I choose the prices. It's whatever I want. Correct. So if it was, you know, a really um, profound spoiler, you would put a high price on it. If it was, you know, kind of just like a uh, one-off spoiler or something not very consequential, it would be a lower price. So I might say at the end of Breaking Bad, uh, Walter White spells meth and... um, that would be a low, <laughs> low price spoiler. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm willing to spend, so I'll be there'll be some big spoilers. All right. Um, so yeah, on the note of the ending, you just you know thought it was a bit of an overreaction. What do you think fueled the overreaction? Because I think it's interesting when people have like this sense of entitlement that like the author of a book or the showrunner of a show like owes them something. It's like it seems kind of out of place. Um, but what do you think fueled all the outrage about Game of Thrones? I think a big part of the outrage was that the last two seasons took so long to make and they were different. They were shorter. And I think that that made it seem like they were going to be better than the previous seasons. And then they ended up being way worse, which was a bit of a slap in the face, to be fair. I get that it was a disappointment, but do you think that artists or people that commercialize art owe audiences anything? No, obviously not. I think they are doing their best. And if you don't like art, you don't have to watch the show or anything like that. How much money do you think George R.R. R. Martin owes me? He, as just like a disgruntled fan. Like something reasonable, like $100, $200. I'd be you happy with that. Yeah, if there was like a class action lawsuit that said you can't be unhappy with the show anymore and have to rewatch it and we're going to pay you. If someone gave me $200, I would totally hop on board with that. Is it is it his fault though, right? Because isn't the whole problem that he didn't finish writing the books and then the people making yeah. the show didn't know what to do anymore? I'd put that on him, at least in part. He's had I a mean, lot. I've been suing a lot. I mean, he's one of the people I've named in the lawsuits. There are a number of them. HBO, Time Warner. I don't even know if they were involved in the production, but I just slapped their name on there. I mean, Sam, I think partially you could say, I think you could make the argument that the reason why people were so disappointed in the ending isn't necessarily because it was bad in an absolute sense, like you wouldn't be mad at it if it ended another show. It could be because it was bad relative to how good the rest of the show was. Like the writing of the rest of the show was so good. Yeah, it, that's a big part of it. I also think the, the bad ending makes everything that came before it worse because what was so great about the earlier seasons is they seemed like they were leading up to something so cool and they actually weren't. Sam... If you wanted to watch pornography, why not cut out the middleman? Why, why watch Game of Thrones? I, I do think you could argue that Game of Thrones is just like of all the porn ever made, the one with the best storyline. Is that that hard of an argument? <laughs> like, <laughs> it could have been all building up to a sex scene, and it turned out that it wasn't. That would have been really. What if, what if George R. R. Martin 
didn't write the last book, so he could just like shoehorn a sex scene in there, and he was in it. Like he he got to fuck one of the main characters in the cast on camera, and that was somehow Jesus. under contract. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It was. I mean, it wasn't. All right, so I'll back up. Everything is consensual, and they don't actually have sex, but it portrays him having sex with one of the people in the show. Well, we don't know how the books end, right? It'd be funny if yeah, that could still be the ending. If he just like introduces like it wasn't even a character; it's just one of the actors. Like I don't know the female actors' names, but like Kit Harrington, like, <laughs> you know, enter Kit Harrington, <laughs> and it's just like a a fan fiction of him going to town with one of the characters, one of the actors who plays a character. Do you support that, Sam? I I can't say <laughs> I've come out strongly against people being opposed to the endings of shows. So I don't think it's me to get mad that either. Okay. Oh, I mean, very... okay, so in in line with that, uh, you know, sort of tension there, Sam, we were wondering, would you kiss George R. R. Martin on the mouth? Just there's not for... an upside to it. Would you just do it? Yeah, I would. He's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Just for big, the story. Big bushy beard though. So you gotta get around that. That would be a problem. Yeah. Maybe you'd have to he, shave first, then you do it. He doesn't have to shave. I'd, I'd just do it. Yeah, okay. Do you think he could put Vaseline like to wet the beard down? You think that, that would be helpful just around his mouth? You've maybe like now pinpointed the one way I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it because then you're not going to get hairs in your mouth. It's going to be all matted down. And also it's going to moisturize your lips when you go in there. So, Sam, what if, what if he just ate a whole stick of butter with nothing else? <laughs> just butter right before kissing you. Would you do it then? I would do it. I would be less inclined to do it, though. <laughs> have you ever had Krispy Kreme donuts? I have not. Are you familiar with, you know, their existence, I suppose? Yeah, I've heard about that. I've seen pictures. Okay. Um, you know, how, well, I guess any donut, you know how, like, they have, like, a, a sugar glaze on them? What if instead of eating the stick of butter, he got, like, the uncooled glaze around his mouth, and then it crusted up? It's, it's crusty, like, on a donut. Would you kiss him then? Yes. It's okay. not about the, the physical experience for me. It's about, it's about the story. Okay. Yeah. But again, the Vaseline is too far. <laughs> that is too far. That's just okay. range. I feel like we're really getting somewhere here. Yeah. Uh, doubling back to the nudity, because that was a central tenet of the show. Um, did you take issue with the lack of male nudity in the show, Sam? I do. I think it doesn't make sense. Agree. Yeah, yeah agree. And it would be so easy. Just add more. I don't know if, yeah, like, are, do, do censors care about that? Like, are they... What, you mean, like, dicks and stuff, Ethan? Or male nipples. I don't know. It just sure. seemed like there was a lot of buttocks, like male buttocks, and not much more. Right, Ethan's trying to see peen. I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing someone hang hang dong tastefully of, I mean, in a way that was relevant to the plot, as I all the other nudity it was. Into the show so easily that they missed an opportunity. Mm. Hopefully, it's um one of those things where, like, twenty years from now, Topher Grace does like another edit of it, like he did with Star Wars movies, and uh, just adds like really crudely rendered. Uh, male nudity in there. I'd like that. I'd rewatch it if that was the case. Sure. All right, Sam. So why do you think that if you were king of the North, you could have avoided the Red Wedding? I, first of all, would not... Was he drunk at the Red Wedding? I feel like that has to be part of it. I would have had my wits about me. Okay, you would never drink. I would not drink. I feel like if you're king, it's reasonable to not drink. Secondly, Like Donald Trump, for instance. Yeah. Who is, in fact, the king of America. I think also the main thing to do is just be charming. Like, if he had been in there cracking jokes, the life <laughs> party, no one was going to try to kill him. 
Well, I don't think Walter Frey cared about like, you know, general charisma. It was a he power play. But there was no charisma there. And if there had been, he might have right. thought about how it. Could you say? How could you say? Okay, you know, maybe one of his henchmen hesitate. They're like, oh, that guy has a great smile. And, you know, he just winked right. at me. So I'm going to, you know, pause before I stab him through the heart. And then... So you're basically saying, Sam, that, you know, Walter Frey wouldn't have killed you because he would want to fuck you so bad. Maybe. If things went really, really well. But at the okay, very okay. least, he would be like, I'm not going to kill the coolest guy at this party. You, you never have that instinct when you're at a party? No, never. Never with the no. coolest guy there. Okay, everyone else, though. It's yeah. understandable. You know, one of the parts that I like about uh, Game of Thrones is the world building. I feel like for the first, you know, six seasons or whatever, they did an excellent job of translating that into the show. And hopefully in, you know, subsequent spinoffs, it carries through. But Noah and I have actually come up with our own fantasy world. And if it's okay with you, Sam, we'd like to pitch a bit of it to you. And you can tell us if it's better or worse than Game of Thrones. Please. Okay. Uh, so picture this. We open up on a planet. Uh, lush, very verdant, a lot of jungles, a lot of interesting creatures. However, it's also middle age like middle middle age era it's the middle ages and uh you know people are wearing armor and everything but at the same time there is another race of people in addition to the humanoid characters that are blue and uh they are really furry they, they look exactly the same as humans you know same height same physical proportions and everything but they're furry right and big uh tails, big old boobs yeah, big everyone has <laughs> big old boobs. Um, and so, uh, you know, the humans, uh, they discovered this other uh, species. Um, and there's a love interest, you know, uh, one member of each species, you know, uh, is romantically interested in the other. Um, right. And so it's a Romeo and Juliet thing. Um, but then there's this uh, rare mineral, unobtainium. And uh, the humanoid people that aren't humans, they're just humanoids. But they right. look exactly like us. They want they're to get just like it kind of hotter. They're more attractive versions of people, but they're not people, and it's important to make that distinction. They want to get it from the furry blue people, in addition to fucking them. But they also want to kill them. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, you know, one of them actually becomes one of the blue furry people, and then they uh, go for well, rides. We're not we're not sure about that, but we're we are thinking about it. That's it, it's one of the potential endings. Right, right, right. They but at some point in there, they go for a ride on. Um, like a, a pterodactyl type thing. Sure. Uh, there's like a huge end battle. Uh, even though it's the Middle Ages, we might throw a mech in there. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, like a, a mechanized robot suit. It's just kind of a giant, you know, suit of armor. Um, but yeah, we're considering that. And um, yeah, I think we're going to call it Gravatar because um, it takes a lot of inspiration from Avatar, the last airbender, and there's gravity on the planet. So what do yeah. you think? Better or worse than Game of Thrones? I think I think and it would struggle at the box office initially, but it would go on to have a really successful run. I think it is better than Game of Thrones because the people are blue, which I think is well, just a element. Blue, Sam, you gotta take that into consideration. And they're furry. Do you think America's ready for furries, Sam? I think that's the real question. That I mean, who am I to say? God. Right. I think I think America's ready to be given a chance to show that they're ready for furries. Mm, they've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a Joe Biden presidency will bring. Yeah. A chance for furry fetish people to get out there. That's sort of a central part of building back better, I would say. It is what he campaigned on. All right, good. Um, 
Well, we appreciate your candor. Um, it is obviously better than Game of Thrones, at least the last season. Um, and uh, we're running with it. We're going to pitch it to Netflix. Um, we have the customer service phone number. And uh, I don't see anything that can stop us at this point, Noah. Yeah, this is all downhill now. It was really just coming up with the idea was the hard part. Mm-hmm. And yep. we've barely done that. So, Right, right. Almost no work ahead of us. Sam, I would love to know if you have a favorite character on Game of Thrones and uh, why that person would be your favorite. This is this is somewhat controversial. My favorite character is Tywin Lannister, the, mm. uh, the old guy from the Lannister family. I think he's my favorite. I've never seen someone who's just more fun to watch having a boring conversation. Just brings great energy to every conversation. Interesting. Interesting. Does that mean you dislike Tyrion Lannister? I mm, I don't dislike Tyrion, but I like I'm a little bit on Tywin's side of the feud. Not the not the not the hating of dwarves, but like I don't mind when Tywin gets his way. Well, feel free to spoil it and assign a value to it. A yeah, throw a couple of dollars. Throw a couple yeah. dollars. Fifty dollars. Tyrion kills Tywin while he's taking a shit. Um. With a crossbow. Bad scene. Hard scene for me to watch, obviously. Yeah. Why? Because you're like, you do, are you one of those people who's like poop phobic? No, I, my favorite character died. I was like, wow, this is going to make the kingdom so unstable, obviously. Right. right. Um, we need grownups in charge. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think Tywin was a good father or a bad father and why? He was a flawed father. He was not perfect. I would say the here's like here's like a ten dollar spoiler the fact that his kids were having sex with each other was probably in some way his fault um but at the end of the day all of his kids had pretty successful careers which you also have to give him credit for and that had to do with the incest you're saying that because of the incest they had successful careers even though it made him a bad father yeah we're on the same page we are not on the same page no I, <laughs> uh, another way that game of thrones is really just pornography big into incest nowadays which still confuses me you could say the show really popularized it for the rest of the world that's what the critics are saying um who was your least favorite character sam oh god um bran easily um mm. that's a pretty common choice not this doesn't barely even has anything to do with this is like a three million dollar spoiler him being the king at the end <laughs> um in the earlier seasons I it took everything I had not to fast forward through his scenes. I was just not gripped by the question of what was going on with him, and so you were just you were bored. I was. It wasn't bored. Like, he's I, not like your most hated character. Yeah, I didn't necessarily hate him. I kind of hated right. Jon Snow a little bit. Hmm, that's weird. He was just always causing trouble. He was a little full of himself. I felt like it. He did the classic like hero thing, like wouldn't make the obvious good decision. Because he had too much honor or like mm. wanted to save people. And sometimes that's tiresome, especially in a show that I feel like had an unusual amount of people who didn't do that in a kind of refreshing way. Right. Right. They would have like been accepted, nice. accepted characters dying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas he was like the most traditional possible fantasy hero. Okay. It would have been nice if Littlefinger or someone came out on top because they were just the most Machiavellian. Right. Yeah, I feel like the show just kind of doubled back on that one, or not doubled back, but didn't follow through with the concept of like power grabs being 
the most beneficial thing to do, if not the right thing to do. Um, on the note of Bran being king, who do you think would have been a better king than Bran? Oh, God. Anyone. Um, I'll pick someone. I think Bronn would have been a fun king. I think he could have really changed things more than Bran did. Anyone else? Um, people who were alive at the end or anyone? Well, give me one more name. I, I would have loved to see Varys in charge. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Real no-nonsense regime. Follow-up question, you know, why didn't you pick a woman, you sexist fuck? <laughs> be king. Yeah, women well, can be kings. Certain women who were in power in the show did not handle the power Great. <laughs> like, this is a stupid question. <laughs> yes, I agree, Sam. You know, maybe some of the women in the show didn't do the best job their characters did. But unlike you, I believe that women can be leaders. Of the women they gave us who were candidates to be in power, none of them were good leaders. I feel like Sansa would have been fine. Not great, but like... She was all right, yeah. Yeah. Arya, maybe, although she didn't necessarily have the temperament for it. She doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be tied down like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's too think, what What other woman would have been better than almost any other woman would have been better than Bran? Um, you know, maybe it's the show that's sexist and not not Sam. Although I'm not ready to entertain that possibility yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm not so sure he's out of the woods just yet. Sam, I was wondering, what's your? Do you have a favorite twist? It's a very twisty show. I hmm. I think Tyrion killing Tywin is a pretty exciting twist. I think the show seems like it's kind of stalling at that point, and then that really just opens up a ton more chaos. What about when we found out that Arya was in fact a girl and not a little boy? Because some of us thought she was a little boy for the better part of the first season. The whole season, you thought that. That was part of it. I'm not saying I did. I'm saying some of us. Even so as friends, you thought that. Yeah. yeah. Good friends. Really We're cool. very confused. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> what about Ed Sheeran making a cameo? That, that was a twist. I thought, I thought he was just delightful on the show. He was one of the better parts of it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I've actually read a lot of people saying that he was the best part of the show. The best writing of the show was his character. I've read that. I considered saying him for my favorite character. <laughs> Good. Perfect. All right. Let's see. Noah, where can one watch Game of Thrones? Well, if you're trying to watch Game of Thrones, you can check it out on HBO Max, and it'll only take you three days and 16 minutes if you're watching consecutively. It's a okay. great show. Anyone who hasn't watched it should. I'm sure no yeah. one's ever told them that before. Right. Are there other shows that you <laughs> wish you could have brought in that you, you want to mention? Just... Um, I recently watched Succession, which I actually liked for very similar reasons to Game of Thrones. Just a lot of great scenes of people sitting there talking to each other, intimidating each other, outsmarting each other. Succession is basically what would happen if the Lannisters existed in the 21st century and a show was written about them. Yeah, it's sort of the same show. Yeah. So you really, you really only like one type of show. Basically what you're saying is that it, it's not as if you can appreciate lots of different types of shows and you brought in this one because you have a really good grasp on what makes a show good. You just really can only appreciate one type of show and you brought in the most famous one of that type. That's what you're telling us. 
that's exactly this is the show for me. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Here's a, a you know probing question: Which one has a better uh, intro with the theme music and everything? Succession or Game of Thrones? That's a really hard one. Um, I would say Succession. I would I'm, say that as well. I so good Game of Thrones intro more often than the Succession one. I don't know why either. Like, if someone asked me why I liked it, the music is great, obviously, but like the imagery isn't particularly compelling. I'm confused as to whether the children are part of the family or if it's just random images of rich people. I think uh, Mulaney and Nick Roll did a bit about that on the Oholo podcast. All right, well, let's get, let's get the show on the road, why don't we? And by show, you mean movie. Exactly. Sam, you brought us a movie called The Princess Bride. Is that true? That is correct. Why don't you sum this movie up for us as succinctly as you did the other one? And use show. at least two adjectives that begin with S. That begin with S? Okay. Yes. So the movie is sort of framed by scenes of this kid who's homesick and he's in bed and his grandfather is reading him a book. And this sick kid is... Um, sort of resistant to hearing the book because it's called The Princess Bride and it's a love story, but it's about this, it's in olden times and there is a woman and this guy who works on a farm and they are in love, but then he, I don't really know why he leaves. He goes off to start his career or something and she thinks that he's killed by pirates and then she is forced to marry the prince of wherever they live but then she is captured by these thieves who actually turn out to be kind of nice guys but her lost love comes back and rescues her and then eventually he has to work with the thieves who originally captured her to save her from the prince who she doesn't want to marry i think you got one more s adjective oh um the thieves actually turn out to be sort of silly guys who are fun to be oh, Okay, there we go. That's true. They do, don't they? Where did you find out about this movie, and when did you first see it? I think I was introduced to this movie by my mom, and I saw it. I've seen it a ton of times. I don't remember when the first time was, but it's a like a classic. We love to watch it like as a family. Um, so, okay, I mean, I, I think we should just get into this. So I, I would like to know, um, th that structure of the film where you're kind of wrapping everything up in, the, in, the, in an outer story layer, which in this case of the film is the grandfather, was like a really popular thing in the 80s that would be used a lot. And what I would like to know is, do you think that there is any reason for the whole grandfather, grandson part of the movie does it help in like any part of it in any way? Because a common critique of it is that it's just sort of extraneous to the narrative. Well, I usually, the first several times I watched the movie, I was really annoyed by the whole grandfather thing. But I think that was because I identified with the kid a little bit too much. And I felt like I was being made fun of. I also... It's not as common anymore, so I kind of like it because it's unique. But now that you say it used to be every movie, I think it's very, very stupid. So you, I was wondering. Oh yeah, go ahead, Ethan. Uh, just uh, on the note of like meta things, story within a story. Um, do you generally like things that are meta, or is that something that you appreciate, or is it too campy for you? It's. I'm usually not a huge fan of it. I'm not like categorically opposed to it. 
I'll also add that in this case, I just happened to find the kid and the grandfather really annoying. So that, like mm -hmm. you could do a better version of it. Right. Okay. Um, in terms of like meta stories or I, I guess meta things, how would you rank the following things? So meta stories, metaphors, metatarsals, metabolism, and metadata. Okay. You have 30 seconds. Start metaphors first. Metaphors are so much fun. Um, Metadata, sure. That's probably important. Uh, 20 seconds. <laughs> what's left? Metatarsals, that can be number three. Meta stories would be next. No, meta stories is last. What am I forgetting? Metabolism. Oh, metabolism would be third. Metabolism okay. would be All right, good. With 10 seconds to spare. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Sam, I'm wondering uh, during the whole bit of the story before. Um, Wesley is reunited with his love, the person who is to be the Princess Bride. His um, name is Buttercup, I believe. I'm sorry to interject. It is. Yeah, it was that's why. Yeah. Before he's reunited with Buttercup, um, he has to sort of go through all of these kind of cronies um, to get to her, uh, to, to, to get to rest her away from the man who, who stole her. And so my question is, what is your favorite obstacle that Wesley must overcome throughout the movie? I would have to go with the battle of wits is my favorite is my favorite one to watch i think it's the dumbest obstacle obviously but i think the i'm forgetting the name of the guy who's sort of in charge of those three who does the battle of wits with him vizzini it's yeah. uh wallace Shawn, yeah he's i mean he's just a lot of fun to watch and it's pretty satisfying to see him die um on uh the battle of wits uh so a lot of fans have picked up on this when Vizzini shouts inconceivable, it's actually an allusion to the Immaculate Conception, you know, not conceiving, when Jesus' mother Mary had him without having sex. Do you think Jesus' mother had sex after Jesus was born? And if so, uh, what implications does that have for biblical canon? I think you have to assume she did have sex after he she, was born. Right, she had, you know, a boyfriend or a husband, Joseph. It's not on her to just sit around doing nothing because she has a son. I think that's um, right. Implications for biblical canon... I don't. I don't think it changes anything. I think we can still we can still appreciate her for who she was. I think that's right, and I'm glad you agree that that is what the movie was alluding to. That's really what the movie's about. Yeah, it, it's an allegory. So, so this uh, this film was directed by Rob Reiner, and I would love to know: Are there any other? I mean, he's got such a wonderful filmography so i'm wondering if there are any other of his movies that you particularly enjoy for instance when harry met sally this is spinal tap i i've never seen when harry met sally i really like, this is spinal tap a lot um rob reiner i i'm honestly more familiar with as an actor who just shows up in absurd places and you have a like where? particular yeah i genuinely believe i first saw rob reiner in new girl <laughs> really Oh, is he the like? He, he's the dad. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, it's a pretty forgettable role, but I do think that's where I first saw him. Good, that's hilarious. Yeah, you should really watch if you like, which it seems like you do from these two movies. If you like, uh, you know, movies or shows where people are, it's just a lot of sitting around and talking, but it's really well written. You absolutely should check out When Harry Met Sally, which, by the way, is a New Year's Eve movie, so it'd be perfect for tonight. I'll have to check it out. So I'm wondering um, why you think you could outsmart the man in black in the Battle of Wits. I, I think, first of all, 
I would know that he was cheating. I think that would be such a comically dumb battle of wits for him to start with. Secondly, I this the other guy had like what is it like 30 40 minutes to prepare like I think I would know a battle of wits was coming and I would be ready for like the most basic possible battle of wits okay and what would that be for you it would be that one I think that's sort of the quintessential battle of wits okay but I would just be ready for it he it didn't be prepped at all okay and what kind of prep would you have done I would definitely practice watching the glasses I would try to see which hand they were in um I would try to just distract him a little more. I think the man in black really had the upper hand in the conversation. You can't let that happen when you're the one who proposed the Battle of Wits. There is swordplay in both Game of Thrones and The Princess Bride. Um, which do you think is better? Say the best you know, example of each. I think the best like one-on-one sword fights in Game of Thrones are better than in The Princess Bride. There's the one... In season one, the like Jamie Lannister Ned Stark fight. Yeah, that's what came to mind for me as well. Um, the one in the Princess Bride is just a lot of fun because it's like simple and there's good banter in it. But the actual fighting is not nearly as good. I was just gonna say, I feel like for me, at least the first time I watched the Princess Bride, I found it like unironically heartwarming. They're like kind of enjoying each other's presence during the sword fight. Like it's really cute. Yeah. It's more of a sport than a fight. Mm, yeah. What other children's movies do you like? I guess this isn't necessarily a children's movie. What other family movies do you like? And I ask this because I just watched Paddington 2 for the first time and adored it. I haven't seen Paddington 1, probably won't, um, but really joy- enjoyed it in a way that like I wasn't expecting to. Um, and I think the same could be said about The Princess Bride, which I didn't watch until I was like, I don't know, 20. Yeah, it's definitely a kid's movie. I'm, I'm a big Toy Story fan, particularly the first one. I love Harry Potter, if you consider that a children's movie. You mean the documentaries? No, I mean... <laughs> about No, no, no. The documentaries... Hold on a sec. This isn't funny. The documentaries about Harry Potter and how he defeats, you know, the evil Lord Voldemort. They're set in England, so obviously we wouldn't experience any of this stuff here in the U.S. But uh, no, you've been to Oxford. You know about it. Yeah, yeah, they do it. They, they, it happens every year. There's always one little little kid who... Who has to take down an entire it's it's like all they do there i That's what the brexit was about there's some of the only documentaries aimed at children which i think is really really great yeah <laughs> that would Hard be one. challenging if you had to write a documentary for children i guess like march of the penguins was kind of for children although there were some uh difficult to watch parts there i mean they softened it but like when the penguins leave the eggs to die Sam, do you think it's medical malpractice that the general public isn't informed about the existence of mostly dead people? Like how many lives do you think could have been saved? I think it really depends on what the healthcare system is doing. Because if they're taking care of that on their own, I don't really think I need to know. I think I'm glad that I don't know. Okay. That said, some people have been suggesting this year that the American healthcare system is somewhat flawed. And <laughs> I would not put it past them to just be letting the mostly dead people die. Who do you think is a better nearly or mostly dead person? Nearly Headless Nick or someone from The Princess Bride? One of the mostly dead people. I I got to go nearly Headless Nick. I think he's great. Yeah, he's a lot more personality. He's about as nearly dead as you can be. Yeah. Good. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to, to add in? I mean, is there other movies that, that you really like or specific things about Princess Bride that you'd like to add before the end of this? 
Um, I think just on the on the Princess Bride, I rewatched it recently, and I was just so like I really appreciated how short and concise it was, which I just don't mm-hmm. think anything is like that anymore. Yeah, and and for for listeners, it's only an hour and thirty eight minutes, and you can stream it on Disney Plus if you're interested. Cool. Okay. Well, I mean, you want to take this to the song, Ethan? Yeah, sure. The big dance. Um, so you also, yeah, the big magical dance, if you will. Uh, Sam, the song you suggest that we listen to is Pinball Wizard by The Who. Is that right? That is correct. Good, because we agreed on this beforehand. Um, where did you find out about this song, or when did you first listen to it? I think I probably heard it a long time ago, but it was reintroduced to me this past fall by some the friends who I was living with who just really loved it, and it just ended up being on all the time. And I think it's a great song. Cool. Uh, what do you like most about it? I think I think it's obviously a sort of different approach to songwriting. It really just takes the form of, here's this guy we found, and he's so cool, and we're going to tell you about him. Um, obviously, in the context of the whole album, they have more to say. But just for this song specifically, it's it's just so much fun. I mean, do you like pinball? Do you like play pinball? I I think I I play a fair amount of I have played a fair amount of pinball in my life and I do think it's fun. Really? Where have you played that? I feel like there's not so many opportunities these days. To play yeah. Pinball. I one of my best friends in high school had pinball at his house. Ooh, that's big. Yeah, it was a real game. Oh, game. did you he have one of those cool basements where he had like a bunch of video games at a pinball table? He had he had a like a upper story in his garage. With a bunch of fun stuff up there. Oh, that's so jealous. nice. Wait, do you think he was better? Yeah. He was. He was much better than me. What was the but do you think like you could get us in there at some point, like after the vaccine comes out, like you know, maybe like oh, like my cool friend before. Nick I don't know. And Ethan. Yeah, I mean. Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. Good. Does his mom make snacks? She she makes snacks, but you're not allowed to bring them out to the garage, obviously. Wait, that's yeah. such a weird rule. <laughs> you can't eat these in the garage, which doesn't have a carpet or anything nice in it. Oh, you mean above the garage? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, there's no carpet above the garage, is there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. It's a is finish. There really? the, it's like this, a living room. It's a nice space. You could wow. eat in the bottom of the garage if that was what you wanted. That's what you I was getting at. Just in the car and eat. Yeah. Yeah. So we get okay. So we'll get the food. We'll bring it out. Sit on the cars. Eat. Then go up. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, you know, close the garage door, turn the cars on, get a little lightheaded from the. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. The reason I'm laughing about that is because I had to go to the ER a couple weeks ago with carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, it was a whole thing. The stove light, like the the burner, wasn't burning. It was just like giving off gas, and so. Oh my fun. god, Ethan! It was funny. Wait, who took but you? It... Did you just stumble over there? No, I just I just walked there. Nah. I was stumbled over there. No, I, it wasn't bad enough that like I had to be like hospitalized or an EMT had to come. I was just like, oh, like I should probably go look into this. Yeah. I, uh, it wasn't supposed to breathe you. all that in. Literally nothing. I, I thought they were going to give me supplemental oxygen or something. They were just yeah. like, we'll give you a blood test. Your uh, CO levels in your blood are higher than they're supposed to be, but they're not like yeah. uh, intoxication levels. And they sent me home with a very expensive bill. And that's how I found out I have high deductible health insurance. Jesus. Which wouldn't happen if I was mostly dead. Right. All right. Right. Let's get back to what yeah. I said about the healthcare system. Exactly. Yes. Sam, yeah, you might be onto something with this with this healthcare system that maybe isn't perfect. I'm telling you, there's something at least a little bit off about it. <laughs> you know, if we lived in communist China, 
I'm pretty sure they have a different healthcare system. I'm not saying that it's better, but it's probably not as bad. It's much better. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one to say it's better. Thank you. And see, because our, our guests said it and not us, it's not a plug for the Chinese government. Not at all. Sam, this song, the song has a, a repeating phrase, which is, you know, this deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. Uh, that, that feels a little dated. Uh, which is this? Is this really your song, or is this your father's song? You know what I mean. This, the, the phrasing is certainly problematic. I, I think that you can appreciate the warmth that they clearly feel towards the deaf, dumb, and blind kid, but I think in today's world or even in that in that world we would expect them to maybe be a little more respectful sure sure do you think have a little you know, more cooth, maybe certainly not be as uncouth um do you think you know like differently abled or this you know physically impaired person would have the same ring to it lyrically i i think that might be tough like this differently abled kid sure plays a mean pinball i don't know if that would be such a hit mm. You think that the song was popular because of this one lyric that is especially insensitive. I think if you wanted to make the song more sensitive, you could just maybe not focus on his disabilities and just celebrate him for the pinball player that he is. But in a way, you know, his capability at the game is all the more glorious or, you know, all the more impressive because he is, you know, challenged in some ways. So do you think it's not wrong to not acknowledge that? I think they could acknowledge it without without letting his deafness, dumbness, and blindness define him the way they do, by the yeah, way. Dumb, dumb is a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, good on you for answering that very confusing question with the double uh, negation in there. I wasn't even sure what I was asking by the end of it. But yeah, I think that's right. Um, what do you think makes a good pinball player, Sam, as someone who's an expert at pinball? Uh, Obviously, it mostly just boils down to heart at a certain point, no matter how skilled you are, and overcome a lack of effort. You mean like if someone has enlarged heart valves, they have more capacity to create oxygenated blood and can smash the, the you know, uh, the bumpers, uh, whatever they're called, the paddles uh, more intensely and maybe like focus more? Is that, that what you're getting at? That is a big advantage. I think that's the main thing that they drug test for in pinball. What I was specifically getting at was the more intangible qualities of a pinball player. Do you think there is a drug that would make you better at pinball? Adderall, probably. Any kind of amphetamine, yeah, to focus yeah. more. Well, I mean, steroids even, like, they make your eyesight better, right? So even that, you'd think your timing gets a little better. Wait, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's this line, and, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure pe people talk about this all the time. It's nothing new, but... So there's this line, he's, he's got crazy flipper fingers. Do you think this main character is a dolphin or more of a walrus? Uh, dolphins are known for being very intelligent. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. I, I would- Yeah, say I, more about that. I, that's the extent of what I know about dolphins. <laughs> they're, they're real smart. Um, like smarter than an octopus, less smart than an octopus. I think they're somewhere between pigs and octopuses. Are pigs mm. above or below chimpanzees? I don't know about chimpanzees. You don't hear you think it. That, you think that chimpanzees are less intelligent than pigs? Well, not now that you mention it. They were. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it out loud. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, just to round this out, go ahead and rank for me people, pigs, octopus, and dolphins from least to most intelligent. 
No, 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 wait, wait, hold on. Sub out people for the ending of Game of Thrones. That's a good one. From most to least intelligent? I think I said least to most, which is kind of confusing. Start, you but... know what, Sam? Start whatever side you want. You do wherever you want to. Intelligent, okay. which would be, I think it goes pigs, dolphins. No, pigs, ending of Game of Thrones, dolphins, octopuses. Okay. I have no sense of whether that's right or not, but it seems about right. I would say dolphins above octopuses. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Octopuses get the most, the most love as a smart animal. Hmm. I, I don't, don't know. know. I feel like pigs, pigs really have been getting media hand jobs lately. They have. It's, How it's do a, you figure? For pigs. How do I figure? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? That's what I, I just said. You, you flip on the news. All it is, pigs are smart. You know, pigs... Just newscasters. Pigs so attractive. Oh, is, you mean... Okay, they're talking... I thought you meant they were, you know, masturbating the, the animals on live television, like a news anchor. Okay, I mean, I miss, I miss, yeah. You know, I you. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, that is often on local media stations. Yeah, I don't watch news so much though. So this is also a big uh, anti-mainstream media podcast. Yeah, we hate the MSO. Obviously, we also hate the MSG. We're a very big, you know, pro natural foods podcast. Yeah, so if that's going to be an issue, Sam, get out of here. Uh, in other news, you don't have Spotify, Sam. So how do you even listen to music? I actually, I, I am happy to tell you about how I used to listen to music, but I recently got Spotify. What a sellout. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Okay. I, I had Napster <laughs> for a very long time because my dad had Napster and you could have it on like a super large number of devices. So it was free. Gotcha. And how does that work? Is it the same as Spotify? It's the same in that like you just like search songs and you have them. It's not, it looks different. There's a different layout. The algorithms I think are a little less sophisticated and okay. you can't like follow any of your friends or anything. Sure. So, so it's worse than Spotify. A lot of other people don't have Napster. Good. Gotcha. Wait, so uh -huh. did your whole family switch or just you? Uh, just me because my dad wanted to have Napster on more of his own devices. So he got That's me same. Spotify. Absurd. That worked out so well. <laughs> I'm feeling blessed. It wasn't even that you wanted Spotify. Your dad just wanted more Napster. <laughs> yeah, sorry. How many devices does he need? That's kind of awesome. I think he, he has it on three devices now. Gotcha. Big music. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought he was going to have like 15 devices. He just yeah. had a bunch of iPod Nanos that he wanted to load up with Napster. Can you blame him? I mean, oh my God. I, I will say one thing I do appreciate about the song is it's almost exactly three minutes long and that's just a great length. Uh, do you, do you agree with that, Sam? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think of that as the default length for songs, although I realize most songs are longer than that. Yeah. Um, but anything longer than three minutes gets a bit tired. Starts to drag. Yeah. 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 Really? I guess your, you know, your offerings have actually been very well timed except for Game of Thrones, which is obviously so long, but is Princess Bride. Princess Bride's pretty pretty efficient. Game of Thrones has like only ten episodes per season. Yeah, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're longer TV shows. Episodes. But yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, I think I I think of it as a longer. I think there. I think most TV shows you could finish. Most like that type of narrative TV show you could probably finish in less than three days. You got to think, right? Yeah. You don't just casually start watching Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, mm, now, you okay. said this is one of your favorite songs. Would you also say that it's one of your favorite songs by The Who? Or are there other songs that you like better? 
it's definitely my favorite song by the who oh you don't I, even know the who do you because you you were introduced to this song well i i know the who a little bit but i'm not a like a huge fan it's more you the don't live in whoville you could say no, certainly not okay um what did you think of the Dr. Seuss depiction of someone listening to the Who the first time for the first time? Horton hears a Who, obviously. Um, yeah, what do you think of that? I think it's really, really nicely done. I certainly identified with Horton. I think that is a pretty good depiction of me listening to Pinball Wizard for the first time. Okay. What about Horton hears the Beatles? Did you like that one? No, wait, Ethan. I think I think it was Horton hears a Beatles. I would he, say. he mixed up the definite and indefinite pronouns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Articles, whatever they are. Yeah, that one sucks. Good. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, Sam, do you generally like like classic rock? Yes, but I'm not the type of person who has a ton of pride in how much I know about classic rock. But I think that's good because those people are insufferable. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Unless you're like, I don't know, a 50-year-old man and that's all you got. You're just hanging on to does that, wolf mother. Does that really make it better? I would almost say that makes it worse. <laughs> no, I think it's funnier that way. Because they're like deadly serious about it, whereas like a person in their 20s is just trying to be like, right. I don't know, cool, liking sure. things that were popular 50 years ago. Right, right. I think it's one of yeah. the annoying things that people in their 50s do is mm. the rock. That's yeah. what they should be doing with their time. Right. I got you. Not, not losing their phones. Yes. Using Napster. Oh my god. No, Napster, you should really check out Napster. Wasn't that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that, like, a, a music pirating service at one point that the guy who helped start Facebook pioneered? Yeah, it's me it's mentioned in the social network. That is the only reason I know about it, because Justin Timberlake plays that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Sean Parker is his name, I think. So, <laughs> I think we can take that to mean that other Napster users are cool as well. I think... I'm going to look into this. I think it was originally something different than what it is now. And then like the name went away because what it originally was, was maybe illegal. And then it had been long enough that it was like a cool retro name. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He is in fact I mean, the guy who started Napster and he's very rich. So we can all be proud of that. Yeah. Sam, are, there, are there other songs that you want to name drop? Uh, no, not at all. I, um, as a new someone who's new to Spotify, right. um, I have not been building up long lists of songs that I want to talk about. Okay, okay. You have one song that isn't even yours; it's your friend's. This, it's become mine. I've really, I'm. I was the one who drove it. It's full takeover of our group. Were you? Oh. I played a role. I played a big role. You played a role. So you didn't. I mean, drive is. My friend liked the song. I'm the one who brought the background knowledge about pinball to the table. Okay, that's fair. Right. It's the nostalgia factor for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm a pretty good player as well, as okay. we do. Go off. Is that I something mean, that is, um, it translates to other, like if you're good at pinball in one machine, does that readily translate to pinball in other machines? See, the thing is, I don't know because I've only played on one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's assume it does. I think so. You get a feel for it. Okay. Well, I mean, this is, this is pretty good for me. Then you feel good. I have formed my conclusions. And okay. yeah. Well, not yet. I mean, we got to talk about it first. I haven't formed my conclusions. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, so Sam, we just need a couple minutes to deliberate. So if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and 
give Noah and me the room and uh, we'll call you back in shortly. Sounds good. Oh, I forgot that Sam always wears soup cans on his shoes. <laughs> yeah, him and his, uh, you know, uh, cream of mushroom just uh, stomping around. Oh, and, yeah. what is it? Sam, you got to close the door, man. Come on. No, no trying to eavesdrop. You want me to leave again? <laughs> well, you're the across door. the room. Just close it. Yeah, shouting. Case in point, we can hear you. Then you can yeah. hear us. And who could forget that Sam has uh, a door made of aluminum? Aluminum. One of the best exports from China, it does not contain impurities and should not be taxed or otherwise regulated on an international scale. Perfect. All right. Pinball wizard, more like pinball warlock. Uh, he didn't even ask how many genitals the blue fuzzy people had in our fantasy world. Lots. Why didn't he want to kiss George R.R. R. Martin? No, he did. It was just the Vaseline thing. No, that's right. Why didn't he not want to kiss George R.R. R. 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 Martin? Yep. You, you want to call him back? Yeah. Uh, hey, Sam, come in here. Uh, Samuel. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. You're really running really in, huh? You shuffled in here with your cream of mushroom soup cans on your feet. You can take those off now. All right. So um, after careful deliberation and, um, you know, some really intense conversation, Noah and I have decided that you're a bad I, apple. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that, Sam. You are a moldy piece of shit. And uh, that's not even that's not even talking about your offerings. That's hard for me to hear. Yeah, and I think, you know, we have a really reasoned and careful rationale for why we say you're a bad apple. Um, yep. but what it comes down to is you didn't think that Tyrion Lannister was a better character than Tywin. Yeah. It's it's a combination of that and you clearly didn't care about our show at all, which just was mean. I I care a lot about your show, the Chinese Communist Party, but I'm willing I'm willing to take the heat for my Lannister family opinions. Well, I'd certainly hope so. Anyway, though, Sam. Well, uh, you know, before you're before you're muscled out of the room you're currently in by our hired uh, security guards, is there anything you'd want to say to the listeners right before you're taken off the air forever? What I would say to the listeners is, first of all, that they should check out all of my offerings because I feel very strongly about them. I think they're all great. Um, I do think that, well, I don't know if I want to go down this road. I do think that there were women in the Game of Thrones universe who could have been great leaders. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can cut that if you want us to. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, Sam is not a misogynist. And if there's anything that we learned from this, it is that Sam is not a misogynist. And the Chinese Communist Party has a lot of really progressive ideas about healthcare and um, trading aluminum, which they call aluminium in the UK. The Ukes call it that. Yep. Uh, yuka. Um, okay. Sam, the other thing that we do at the end of each show is um, we've used uh, the pandemic as an opportunity for people to say, uh, name drop a charity or a cause that they care about. And so it doesn't have to be anything, you know, like near and dear to your heart. If you could just say, you know, donate to a food bank or something like that, that'd be great. But if you wouldn't mind, so we can cut this in there, just say, I think a good cause that everyone should donate to is blah, blah, blah. I think a good cause that everyone should donate to is the...